This is Father Joseph Anthony Cress. And this is Father Bonaventure Chapman. Welcome to God's Planning. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to God's Planning wherever you listen to your podcast. On today's episode, we are blessed and grateful to have a wonderful guest joining us. Uh, we have Sister Gaudia with us, um, and it is a great pleasure. We've known Sister Gaudia, or I've known Sister Gaudia for a number of years. I think Father Bonaventure, you've gotten to know her over the last few years as well. Uh, going back to even before my priesthood, that's uh, if I remember correctly, the first time we met uh, was in Washington, D.C. Uh, as I was a deacon preparing for my ordination. So um, the fact that I, I'm a priest, uh, I, I very much attribute to her prayers because mm. it, it was there's no reason that I should be a priest at all. You know, it's your fault, sister. Yep, it's you did it. You fault. did it. Um, but we have an awesome topic and, and very excited to to talk about um, to talk to sister today. But before we dive into divine mercy, trust, and all those fun things that we have on our schedule today, I want to. Uh, allow Sister Gaudia to introduce herself. So Sister Gaudia, give us a quick little introduction for all of our listeners. Who are you? And uh, yeah, a little bits about uh, your life and, and who you are. Um, so I belong to the congregation of our sisters of, of the sisters of Our Lady of Mercy. Those of you who uh, met Sister Faustina, at least on prayer cards, they should mm -hmm. recognize the medity because that's so characteristic. With, we still look like her. And after the first sentence of intro, oh, perfect! What a rally! Always, yeah, always, rally. always carry with me. Always carry with me. Can't I can't pray every morning that she makes me a good and holy Dominican priest. So carry on, sister. She's still working. Nah. <laughs> yeah, brotherly love. Um, <laughs> so uh, after the first sentence, probably you, you hear a, a heavy Polish accent. So I don't have to say where I was born, raised, and where my heart is. Uh, it's, it's fully Polish, and I I wish to congratulate you, fathers, on the courage to have such a guest speaker. Because I I cannot guarantee if everything I will say is going to be really English and it's going to be totally sound with, uh, you know. No, theology. I love that. That's that's what we're looking for. He barely speaks the language, I, yeah. so it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's only <laughs> Father Gregory who's really good with the grammar, and Father Patrick Murray's, yeah, they're okay, but yeah. don't worry, we're we're backbenchers here, so we barely get sentences and adjectives matched up. So you're, you. doing, you're, you're doing, doing, you make me feel very comfortable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and if if it get if you if it gets super difficult, we'll just start speaking in, in out of grammar as well, and, yeah. as I just did. <laughs> Thank you. You see, I didn't even notice it. So uh, I'm, I live in DC for six years now, or almost six years. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have our ministry. We're based at St. John Paul II National Shrine, mm -hmm. uh, which is a very unique place and a young place. So it's still growing. It's still um, searching for its identity and the ways to minister people in the most efficient way. But uh, I'm very grateful to the Knights of Columbus who run the shrine that they recognize that uh, JP2's spirituality, you know, the deepest root of the deepest current of the spirituality is mercy. So that's why they wanted the, the mercy sisters there. Uh, mm -hmm. So me and Sister Donata were the first two to come six years ago. Yes. And uh uh, it's a beautiful shrine, and the the mosaics in the in the chapel are gorgeous. I sit, I like to go and and, and sit by Faustina in the back, kind of back corner. They're beautiful, beautiful mosaics. 
Um, but the the shrine is is gorgeous. Your ministry there, as you say, is continuing to grow in a search identity. But it's already got an important part at 3 p.m. every day. People can tune in live and to hear the sisters, uh, Sister Inga and Sister Faustia uh, and others praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And that if you haven't, if people haven't uh, tuned into that, it's not just the Divine Mercy Chaplet prayed by the official Divine Mercy Chaplet sisters kind of thing. So you get, <laughs> you know, you're getting the authentic, the real deal, all the graces and all the blessings. But there's a beautiful uh, meditation beforehand that the sisters prepare, each one of the sisters, and and then which slides immediately into prayer. So it's a little like preaching and kind of then prayer focused on specific things, and then Divine Mercy Chaplet, and that's a glorious thing. I do. Um, I try to go on, on on Fridays in person or other times, but uh, during the day in the afternoon, it's a perfect time. The divine the the three o'clock hour to take a break from um, reading my reading German texts and uh, doing my dissertation work and just to tune in with the sisters for 15 minutes and to pray at my desk and anyone can do this. It's absolutely gorgeous. So you're already, and then there's other, well, I'm, I, I'm just propaganda for you. For yeah, you, you are. All. So yeah, carry I on. Mean, uh, this is, but sister, this is, this, this is a promo video for divine mercy sisters. It's is a, that what that's we're a great, doing? They do great stuff there. The 22nd. They, yeah. yeah evenings okay. with, evenings with right. Jesus. Okay. What yeah. a holy priest. What a holy priest. No, it's, oh, okay. it's, it's fine. It's only because of St. Faustina. So uh, I have to give her all the credit for these things. Um, but sister, we are we, we are here to proclaim right. JP2 exactly. and, this sort of, and your, your shrine, but mostly to talk about the fact that, so most people would know Sister St. Sister Faustina um, for her diary, of course. Mm -hmm. And then of course the image, that's probably it. People see the image of Jesus with the blood and the water um, coming from, from his, his heart and, and the hand up in the air. Uh, and then the bottom, there's a little, there's a little slogan on that that says, "Jesus, I trust in you," and that, that is just the most important, important phrase ever. But we thought we'd talk about that. Um, so, tell us, tell us about about uh, this Jesus, this trust, and and the image, and anything you want to to talk about with that. Ah, oh. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a big one. Uh... You know, maybe I'll start with with um, this recollection that comes to me now when I wasn't a sister yet and I came to Krakow to the Divine Mercy Shrine where it's, that's like the capital for Divine Mercy devotion. Oh, yeah. And um, I entered the chapel where we have the, the image of Merciful Jesus. And uh, I'm a painter by profession, so it's very hard to please me, like, visually. <laughs> And I remember I, I wasn't a, a fan of that image at all. Sister Faustina wasn't either. She wasn't either. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we have in common. So <laughs> uh, I entered the chapel and I was sitting there in silence for like, I don't know how long it was long, but I didn't feel it was long. But um, I remember how everything was changed after this time in silence in front of that image you know it, it really you can really connect with with jesus and mm -hmm. you really feel his gaze upon you and mm -hmm. you feel his presence it, it helps so much i mean i've been um, studying also how to write icons write slash paint however you uh, like to say and um, We've been taught that every icon is like a window to eternity, that you don't worship icons, of course, you don't worship paintings, like all of this uh, nonsense that they try to say about Catholics that, yeah, you, you, you worship things. That was never true, but it's really a window through which we can connect better 
with eternity, with, with heaven, with the invisible reality. And it helps me so much. Um, and why do I speak about it if our topic is trust? Mm-hmm. Well, I love how logical that image is, that you actually read it as you would read, read a page. So you start from top to bottom in our Western way. That's how Western languages you read from top to bottom and, and from left to right. And, and you just start looking into his gaze or he's in my room. So I'm just looking at him right now. <laughs> Um, so you, you just start with the, with the gaze, then you see the hand, the other hand pointing to the heart, the rays, you look at the white gown at the black, uh, background, all of these details, one after the other, finishing at the foot. And, and only then there is Jesus, I trust in you, which, which is so logical. You know, you get to know the person, mm-hmm. you start mm-hmm. to look into his eyes have a conversation with him or just silence time with him. And then uh, he blesses you and you realize that his blessing is then there upon you, no matter who you are, what's your condition today, how you feel today. He's always there, you know, unchanging. That's what I love about paintings. They don't change. (laughs) If it's painted once, that's how it's going to stay forever. And so he's, he wanted it to be a painting. He wanted this to be something unchangeable. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah. Um, you can't, you paint it, you fix it with special chemical things. There's no return. Are you going <laughs> to spoil the whole structure? And so, so, you know, only as we go through those stages of getting to know him as, as he is only then he says, okay, so what, what you going to say now? Mm-hmm. What's the answer? Yeah. Yeah, WWJD, no, no, WWUD, yeah. What do you say WWUS, yeah. Well, I love the the painting uh, reference, and and it doesn't change, um, because paintings are an art. I mean, why do you go to art museums? Why do you look at good art? Uh, To to be changed, Mm -hmm, to have mm -hmm. it change you. If you're in front of of beautiful art, a beautiful piece of work, um, the idea is that it's to make you a better person. You know, Brainerd and Marie Rilke talks about this, that you're standing in front of a beautiful image. Uh, you must say, I must change my life because of it. Um, and some good, there are some good paintings, but that icon itself or the image of, of divine mercy, yeah, the idea is, is, is that just as God is unchanging, but we are changing in terms of converting to him, uh, this image of, of the unchanging God in Jesus Christ is to change us. And you walked us through this, this process of first the person and then the response. I love, I love that, but the, the, the important point of it, not him, not changing so that we can change the word that there's a stable point mm-hmm. uh, and it's a stable point of, of mercy of asking us, do you trust in me? Yeah. Uh, sister, I've, I have a feeling we're going to get back to maybe discussing the painting a little mm-hmm. more, um, based on, you know, your expertise and your background. Um, but I want to, I want to take a slightly different approach. Um, as you mentioned earlier, you are Polish and a big fan of, of, of Polish. I have Polish heritage in my family. So, uh, love that. Our last names are almost the same. They are, but yeah, we'll go with true. that. Um, your experience of being a religious in Poland, uh, growing up in the country that you know is kind of um, cloaked in JP two in Divine Mercy, in all these fantastic uh, Polish saints of the twentieth century, and then finding yourself in the United States for the last six years and 
engaging in um, making this message of divine mercy known uh, and helping others. And so what I would uh, like to know or hear your experience of is between those um, two very different uh, contexts of evangelization, how has the message of divine mercy or the message of trusting in Jesus, um, how has that been consistent for peoples from so many different um, areas? And I know you've also done some work in, in Spanish-speaking uh, countries and all over the world. How is it that that simple message, those few words, and I know in Polish it's only three words, um, but how is it that those three, three words resonate so deeply across all different um, contexts and all peoples? You know, like, on one hand, we could ask, how is it that everybody reads the Bible all over the world and it, it works works for everybody? I would say the same with, with mystics and Faustina is a mystic. So uh, even if the mystic is taken out of the context of its country, uh, it's okay because you will maybe not get the details as easily as we do when we read her diary. Of course, the details, the 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 background of of the story is easier to understand for us but but the main message this is like so universal i mean who doesn't have this uh, this hunger for god like the the true god the god present in your life the first things what you notice when you open the pages of the diary is that he is present that he, he really wants to have this very personal relationship with you yeah uh, there's this supernatural thing that's happening in her life that she actually sees him and talks to him like we can talk to one another now. And, and that's like something to be jealous of. Of course it is. Um, and that's jealousy, what holy jealousy. Like, like, oh my, yeah. definitely. And <laughs> it brings people to religious life. Like I'm the, the example. I, I was so jealous, so envious. And really? The same, of course. <laughs> I'm like... Wait, so it why can i have it can't i have it yes well the only way to get it is then to start dressing like her and show up in the same exact convent and do that right and that that's how that works imitatio faustina imitatio <laughs> faustina yeah um which is which is fine correct i mean yeah. saint paul says imitate me as i imitate christ and so you can imitate faustina in this way no 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 of course that's that's like just joking but um joking not joking seriously is um that we should, uh, the, the desire of, of this personal, intimate relationship with God should increase in all of us when we open the pages mm -hmm. of the diary. And of course, it's, it's not about entering particular religious family or even entering religious family at all. It's about doing God's will. It's, uh, this is where our happiness is, where his happiness is, when we will actually do uh, his will. And, that, and that's trust. So... Yeah. Also, many people do not connect that um, trust doing God's will. But when you go through the pages of the diary, it's basically every page is those two topics, trust God's will, trust God's will. And yeah, that's the main line. Well, I think your your emphasis on the, on the personal um, aspect as well, because as a mystic, uh, she has this personalistic Christocentric kind of thing. A lot mm -hmm. of mystics and a lot of Catholic uh, theologians and saints focus on Mary as a devotional kind of thing. So it's a Marian devotion, but Faustina's always struck me. I mean, I, I found her when I was an evangelical Christian for all sorts of an interesting story. <laughs> I won't tell. Um, but, but she was approachable. I think in one way she's extremely 
unapproachable for evangelicals because it's this Catholic nun. Um, and, but on the exact other side, she's entirely approachable because Protestants are really a little cagey about Mary initially, you know, um, but we're not, Protestants aren't cagey about Jesus. They, they think they love him um, and love him more than we do. And they don't. Um, but here is Faustina who, I mean, Mary of course shows up. She's in italics in the American edition. Um, Jesus gets the bold and uh, print, but Jesus is really the center of it. So that it's, it's, it's mercy, but mercy with a face, as you mentioned, I love the, the discussion, mm -hmm. the icon, the message of, of trust and mercy is after, of course, it's the person. So that it, this isn't some abstract concept of mercy that we might find in theological conceptions of go, oh, God is merciful, blah, blah, blah. It's mercy in an actual person with an historical event with, with blood and water coming, flowing forth from his side. Uh, with the story of the cross, with a particular time at 3 p.m. on Friday, all these things, they're all personal details. So I think the fascinating part about Faustina is that she's so Christocentric in her mystical spirituality that it she need not scare away those who are non-Catholics even. And I, I suspect she's brought more than one, pe one person to the church. And maybe you've had experience with Protestants who also um, are, are, are open to her because of her her Christocentrism, but that, that mercy is a face. Mercy has a face. That's one of her, strikes me as really beautiful selling points and main themes. Yeah, you put it beautifully, Father. Yes, you know, working at the shrine um, in Poland, in Krakow, at the Divine Mercy Shrine, uh, or I'm actually returning now. It's now these are my last promotion United States. <laughs> so uh, we'll save yeah. travels and all of that, but we'll have to follow up on that. Okay. So uh, the, I would meet quite a few uh, groups, like this international and interreligious groups of people who would come to the Divine Mercy Shrine, because Divine Mercy is very attractive for many. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember not only meeting Protestants, but also Muslims and Jews, and having great conversations with them. And they would love the diary. Uh, they would emphasize different things, right? right like, right. Sure. yeah, I remember the, the rabbi from Jerusalem, he was convinced that I entered uh, religious life because of Faustina, that Faustina attracted me. And I was like, no, 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 her diary, but actually Jesus, the Jew. The <laughs> Your guy, friend, Your friend and mine. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yes, I, I just love how universal it, that is and that we can meet on the common ground of, of the idea of God as, as mercy. Of course, there's mm -hmm. a different understanding of it. And this is where we start the dialogue. Um, we have something in common, but then there are differences. So let's, let's just talk about it. What is the difference? Like how, how differently we perceive God's mercy. But I guess like nobody would follow God who's, uh, who's a tyrant or who's... Um, justice itself yes. uh, just, just pure justice well you know just, yeah. <laughs> not only yeah. some would follow some would follow um, justice and mercy always have to be together okay they yeah. always have to be but we do you know it yeah well it, it is what it is yeah um one of the things that you mentioned a little bit ago is how um you know the mercy and uh what, what did you say trust in god's will are on every page of the diary. Yeah. Um, and, and how that just keeps coming up as the two major themes from the diary, trust in God's will. Um, how, how, 
how do those play together? Or how does uh, Jesus speak about those to Sister Faustina? And, and what, what is that? Because I think there's a lot of times that um, there is this breakdown of trust because people think God's will is out to destroy them or it's God's will is too hard or he's demanding too much. How could he want these types of things? So thus then they don't trust God for a variety of reasons or, you know, free will comes into play or there's evil involved or what. So like in, in the life of, uh, or in the, the writings of sister Faustina and how you and continue to live that really. And your entire congregation takes on this message of trust and mercy, but how, how does that, uh, work? Those two things work together because they're so ever present in the diary between the trust and God's will. Yeah, that was my discovery, my life discovery, you know, to see that trust and, and God's will, that's doing God's will, that's trust, that's equal trust. Because uh, mm -hmm. uh, when we speak about trust, it seems to be very lofty. It's it's just, okay, do I trust him? Do I feel that I trust him? Mm -hmm. it, it's something that doesn't have this flesh and bones. When you know that trust is actually doing God's will, it's very concrete. Because mm. you know, okay, God's will will be concrete, um, concrete things he's expecting from me. Like he, there is a the concrete plan uh, of love, plan of love. And it's not like a closed plan that doesn't give me any freedom. And of course, I am invited to be creative in all of this. Yes. But yes, but yes, there is a he in his great love toward all of us he imagined this world perfectly like all of us we we fit together so perfectly like uh you two fathers being together in the same congregation with your characteristics with the, your gifts and your um vices maybe some one maybe at least one <laughs> <laughs> sister you know us too well <laughs> perfectly you know that's what i love about god creativity uh and and his plan for our lives that we are so imperfect but this goes together so well like when you start having this approach of trust that this is actually the best what can be happening that god is is pure love and mercy plus justice but justice is good Justice mm -hmm. is good. That uh, he, in his divine love for us, he planned everything in a perfect way. So even if something is hard for you, it's only to make this beautiful diamond as that you are more more shiny, right? And mm -hmm. you need a little bit of uh, how do you like call it? Polishing, yeah, polishing, polishing yeah. and yeah. yeah, yeah, little finishing touches. Well, and sister, the, the some people might say, well. It's easy to trust and obviously it's a nice message and look at sister she's smiling she's happy and everything's going great and you know all these sort of things but what about when when suffering comes that's when i that's why i i have you know i don't know if i can trust him in this in this sort of thing so which to my mind i say well that's were you really trusting beforehand it's obviously trusting things are good but what's the message for for those who where trusting becomes most difficult you could say yeah, with yeah, suffering yeah. uh how do you how do you trust God, or how how does what to say, Faustina, or what do you have to offer in to people who are struggling with with, with something or difficult times, and things aren't rosy all the time. Certainly, they weren't for for Saint Faustina, but maybe 
and trust and and suffering how does that how do you think what's a at least a start of a of a thought about how we how we engage trust in those situations uh again a story comes to me uh when i was uh, a young sister um, of course i still am so that's now yeah. Yes, yeah yesterday yesterday okay so this happened last week okay the I received a letter, okay, not I, but I was in charge of responding to the letter, uh, to letters um, of English speaking pilgrims who would write to the Divine Mercy Shrine in Krakow. And there was a lady who wrote, I believe, from Scotland. And um, she had a little bit like similar um, approach like you had, Father, but based on her own story. So she said, okay, how can I trust if my life is, and she started describing what she's going through. And it was super heavy, super heavy. And I remember like facing the, the, um, the mission of responding this letter. I was like, so I felt so little, so small. I, I just couldn't do it. So I went to an older sister. Mm. I told her what's the letter about and what would you advise? What should I tell her? And she said, uh, tell her, encourage her to, to meditate on Christ's passion. Mm -hmm. to just to have those moments in front of the cross uh, just to think about his passion and that was her response that's it mm -hmm. and what a wise response like yeah that's the only response to our our suffering and and jesus gives us a great example of how to trust in that situation like when he says like into your hands i commend my spirit he's talking to god who's absent like he he is at the cold hands of the father who abandoned him in the moment when he needed him the most that's what he's going through that this is what he experiences right uh of course that's not the, the true but that's how he feels and the same with our uh, sufferings like we feel like he totally forgot about us he like our lives is uh, are out of his control and there's definitely like just darkness and there's no end to that suffering this is how it feels when it's happening yeah 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 and, I, yeah. and I, well, I think um and that's got to be the that's got to be the only uh, the only answer what what would you what would you say to someone you know i mean they want no one wants easy answers suffering i think as you as you grow in life you realize that there's some there's some aspects and tragedies in life that that don't have the, they don't have an answer they don't have a response they have yeah. a they have an embrace they have a love to them, and that's the gift of Christianity. Uh, in Judaism, you could say in Job, when they're suffering, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. the, the response in Judaism is, um, "Where were you? How, you know how you don't understand." And this, whereas Christian, the Christian response, of course, has an element of that. But no, he comes on the cross, and it's again this personalism, Faustini, Faustinian personalism, we could say, which of course is very near and dear to JP two's uh, yes, heart as yes. well. They're, the two of them were so close on this, but that yes, the, the meditating upon the cross really, uh, you take it or leave it. I mean, you either you either go with him or you don't go with him. But for those who have faith to see it, that's the only possible answer to give. That's the answer Faustina has. Yeah. With she's yeah. not, she doesn't expect Jesus to give her answers to all sorts of thing she she wants him you know when she says beautiful line or something like i could do with you i could suffer anything is, mm. uh, is one of is one of her lines it's absolutely gorgeous and it's hard to explain to someone <laughs> that that's true yeah but everyone knows it's true because when you're in suffering you don't want 
a piece of paper that says, oh yeah, here's why this sort of thing per se, you know, we don't, you want a person, right? And that's what's given. So I think you're, you're dead on about that surprise. Of course, no surprise there. You know, uh, I remember again, one of my older sisters once, um, pointed out to the crucifix that we were, it's a, usually there are very big crucifix that we, mm-hmm. um, received for our first vows and, um, they they are pretty loose on our cape so they sometimes will go like that and you know mm-hmm. just yeah, turn like spin and around. spin around and you cannot see jesus anymore just the the back of the cross and and that that's very actually helpful to many meditations uh on relationship with jesus and yeah what yeah. is sin that? grace virtues vices yeah yeah where's, well, the, where's, where, where's the cross for me today yeah, forward or backwards. The Dominican approach. What I what I see yeah. when it's happening, you know, we have this very romantic and female approach. First is, you know, like he's looking into your heart. So when he oh turns, my gosh, oh, okay, yeah, that never was thought not, about that. that. Was not where we were no, thinking. Fantastic. I like that though. That's Keep going. Cute. Okay. Yeah. So with the crucifixes spinning around, he's looking into your heart. Oh my That's goodness. Okay. Thing. Keep going. And the other um, reflection that often comes to me when I look at the uh, the back of the of the crucifix, the empty part of the side of it, uh, I know that's that's for me. And uh, like we, I think we cannot um, the Christianity, our Catholicism, our our faith cannot be, you know, this. How would you say? In English, when you add too much too much water to something and it loses its taste, saturated, yeah, or yeah, yeah. it's watered down. Yeah, so people want the real thing; they yeah. want yeah. to feel the taste of what our faith is really about and what we are ready to die for. Mm-hmm. And and I think, yeah, I mean, there are so many people dying for their faith now, mm-hmm. and yeah. we just let happen. We are happy to live, well, happy or not happy. I, I don't know sometimes. Sometimes I'm very worried that I live in very peaceful surroundings because I actually would be grateful to be threatened at every step of the way because I that would wake me up. You know, I, I, we fall asleep in discomfort so easily. and But, you know, mm-hmm. the thought about that this, this side of the cross is for me, mm-hmm. it's not only thinking about martyrdom, but it's actually thinking about everything that's crossing my plan, my vision of this day, even, you know, not thinking the big way, but just that, that small uh, plan for today. And it will mm-hmm. be crossed in so many ways and changed, uh, not according to my plan, but according to hopefully his will. And I mean, yeah, there, there's um, that, that understanding of like how dangerous uh, comfort is in is is scary it can destroy so much of us so i think having that kind of little gut check every day of reminding yourself that there's not a day that goes by where there isn't a cross presented to us and are we will we embrace that will we uh allow ourselves to be um united to the lord as he is um you know nailed and pierced in that way um or do we just kind of run to the comforts um sometimes they're a little more uh explicit but there's really truly not a day that goes by where the cross isn't presented to us so not for me unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) i love a beautiful life yeah sorry father but just as you said it's uh it's again these are those unifying moments so um 
again, this, this cross has two sides and one is for me and, and I experience it and I'm there nailed, even though I, you cannot see it, but this is, that's my spot on the cross, but I always need to remember he's there with me on the other that's side. Right. But mm -hmm. when you are, you are crucified, you actually can't see the other side, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he's there, he's present, he's supporting that cross, he's carrying the, the heavy lift. You don't see it and you might feel totally abandoned and forgotten, but he's there. And that's mm -hmm. for trusting you. Well, sister, I mean, I, I feel like we can continue to talk for another 90 minutes on this, but uh, we're going to close it down. I know we've gone, we've gone. Um, we'll do another one. I was but... like, can we, we'll, we'll plan another interview, um, maybe when you're uh, in Poland. But that's one question I have before you go. And it's, it's just a quick hitter question. Top of your head, first thing that comes to your mind. Um, which Polish dish or Polish meal, Polish dessert are you looking forward to the most now that you, you're going back to Krakow? Oh, oh my, that's a hard one. I, can I be very honest with you? Talk to me. <laughs> I don't have one. Seriously, I love the you choose food. all. Our Vietnamese sister cooks the best. <laughs> all right, there you go. Well, that's that's fantastic, oh, sister. No, 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 Vietnamese food. <laughs> yeah, sister. For those who want to get in, involved with, uh, with, with, I mean, those who want to join your order, fantastic. They can look as hopefully there will be some watching that. Uh, but how if do people just get involved in divine mercy? What's the what are the easiest ways, first steps that might take from this to, to learn how to say Jesus, I trust in you. First place to go or any recommendations uh, for people uh, to start with Faustina and divine mercy? Well, I actually I would start from the diary, uh, but I wouldn't start from page one. Uh, not recommended. <laughs> I would start from the, the, the last two notebooks, preferably. So seriously, okay. from the end of the diary, it's, it's uh, most mystical and, and profound and very touching. To, I guess very but the dance but the dance scene and when Jesus comes and she's trying to go away she's trying to ignore Jesus and she goes mm -hmm. to the dance and everyone disappears and he says how long will you be putting me off that is just I'll never that's <laughs> that's nine I think number nine I, I believe know. it is yeah, but, yeah. that's yeah. early on there's, there's a lot of purification on the first pages mm -hmm. and, and also mm -hmm. like she is searching for who she really is and what is really happening and, and a lot of suffering in this very young age so I guess that's it's pretty heavy for the beginning so I would start from the end and then if you are already caught into the, the content of the diary, then you want to know the beginning of the story. Mm -hmm. And I would definitely recommend the talks of, uh, of uh, our sisters that are easily to find on YouTube because that that's make makes the diary yeah. more approachable when you listen to a living person. And that's in J you can go to JP2 Shrine uh, and you can find the Evenings of Merciful Jesus or you just type in Sister Gaudi and you'll get tons of smiling that's faces right. and, uh, right. with her sisters and Sister Anna I'm and so Sister Fustia. But so. America did it to me. <laughs> smiling all the time so no we can't stop it it's just yeah. we have to all pictures everything but it looks you're you're doing you're doing great you did you're, you're uh yeah basically an honorary american as far as i can tell smile wise thank you well thank you always to our listeners uh for listening to this episode of godsplaining please follow us on facebook twitter and instagram like this episode, subscribe on youtube or on your podcast app and leave a five-star review for us uh, if you'd like to donate to the podcast uh, through Patreon, please follow the link in the description or the show notes.
There you will also find a link to our shop for merchandise as well as um, other information for in-person events that we will be hosting. And a sincere uh, thanks to Sister Gaudia for joining us uh, this this episode. And uh, just know, sister, that you have our prayers as you make that transition back to Poland. Um, but please uh, just know that we're supporting you and we're, we're grateful for all that you've done and the sacrifices you've made over the last six years here in the United States. Uh, and we entrust you to the merciful Jesus as you continue on uh, going back to Krakow and everything else that's ahead of you. So thank you for all of that. Thank you. Please I'll know you're in our prayers. For yes, all thank you so much. Your podcast. It's, you're doing a great job, Father. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And to our listeners, know that you are in our prayers and we ask you to continue to pray for us. Thank you very much and God bless. Mm -hmm.